And in this week's parasha, we finally reach the moment where Moshe Rabbeinu's career as a leader draws to its close. He appoints Joshua as his successor. He hands over the challenge to him. He blesses him. And Joshua prepares to lead the people into the land. And of course, God also blesses Joshua. And we have these two blessings in the one, para, in the one chapter. But what I want you to see is there is one tiny difference, almost inaudible, almost invisible, between the blessing that Moses gives Joshua and the blessing God gives Joshua. Here it is. It says, Moses spoke, called to Joshua, and gave him the following blessing. Chazak ve'emads, be strong and courageous because you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. That is what Moses says, and God blesses Joshua in very similar terms. Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land. I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. That almost inaudible difference between atatavo and atatavi. Moses says, Tavo, go with them. And God says, Tavi, bring them. And Rashi, with this finely honed ear for nuance, turns in this into an entire theory of two types of leadership. Moses said to Joshua, go with them, right? Make sure that the elders of the generation are with you. Always act according to their opinion and advice. Lead by consensus. Bring them with you. God, however, said, Atatavi, you must bring them. So this is what Rashi says. However, the Holy One, blessed be he, said to Joshua, you will bring the Israelites into the land, I promise them, meaning bring them even against their will. It all depends on you says God, if necessary, take a stick and beat them over the head. There's only one leader in a generation, not two. Okay? You're the boss, Joshua. Hit them over the head if need be. There are two fundamentally different approaches to leadership. Moses says, Tavo, go with them, bring them with you. Consensus, committee meetings. And God says, Tavi, slap them if necessary, if necessary, hit them over the head. Now, this is, I think, reasonable to say that God was not telling Joshua to lead by consensus. Now, this is very, very odd. And let me show you why it is very odd. You remember what God says just before he is about to create humanity? He says, Na'aseh Adam betzalmenu kidmutenu. Let us Make man in our own image. Who was he talking to? Rashi, who's just given us this comment, says God was talking to the angels. He was saying, tell me angels, do you think it would be a good idea to create homo sapiens? From here, says Rashi, we learn the humility of God. Since man was created in the image of angels and he was worried that the angels would be jealous of him, he therefore consulted them. Similarly, when he judges kings, he consults his heavenly court. Though the angels 
didn't help in the creation and the very fact that it says let us might give heretics the, the chance of saying look there are many gods nonetheless scripture does not refrain from teaching courtesy and the attribute of humility that the greatest should consult and ask permission of the smaller are you with me god says lead by consensus and what about this idea of hitting people over the head. You remember what happened when Moses tried metaphorically hitting the people over the head and literally hitting the rock over the head? He lost his leadership. So it should be exactly the other way around. God should have said, lead by consensus, and Moses believed in slapping the people even against their will. So, how am I to make sense of this? However, perhaps Rashi is telling us something very profound indeed. Perhaps he is telling us that at the end of his life, Moses recognized that if there was one failure of his leadership, it is that he'd taken the Israelites out of Egypt, but he hadn't taken Egypt out of the Israelites. They still wanted strong leaders. They weren't willing to take responsibility for themselves. And perhaps at the end of his life, Moses realized, I should have given them more responsibility. I should have taken them into my confidence. I shouldn't have been such a strong leader. I should have led by consensus, get the elders, get the people involved in the discussion. That way I would have given them more responsibility and they would have grown and they wouldn't have been scared of the whole business of going in and conquering the land. So maybe at the end of his life, Moses said, you know what, Joshua, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't lead by consensus, but I think you should. Because that is where I failed, and you will succeed if you take them into your confidence and you involve them in their decision-making. So that explains Moses' turnaround. What explains God's turnaround? Let me give you a suggestion. Actually, God was not telling Joshua to hit them over the head in general, because in general, God says, lead by consensus. That's what he did when he created man. Mind you, we're not a very good proof of that, but never mind, that's our fault, that's not his. However, God was saying, Joshua, there is one, one area and one area only where you have to lead from the front and force them. And what is that? You will attack you were about to take the people into the land. And on that one issue, getting them across the Jordan and into the land, on that you have to lead from the front by command and not by consensus. And how do we know this? Because of what happened when they tried to reach a consensus the first time. Do you remember 12 spies? <laughs> of whom? 10 of whom? came back saying, guys, we can't do it. And it was then that two men stood up and said, no, we're going against the consensus. We are telling you we can do it. And who were they? Joshua and Caleb. And God is saying, on that occasion, you didn't go with the consensus. And I insist now that if you are to get them across the Jordan into the promised land, on this too, you cannot rule by consensus. You have to force them to come with you because we know the last time you tried consensus, it failed, don't try it again. On this, you have to lead from the front. On all else, bring them with you. So I think that finally makes sense of the two leadership styles. There is 
a time to discuss and there are rare occasions when it's a time to act. And if you really want to be a leader, you have to do three things. Number one, you have to have the courage to lead from the front. Number two, you have to have the patience to consult. And number three, you need the wisdom to know when the time is right for each. May God give us that wisdom. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.